welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Safely Grazing Frosted Sorghums. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the co-authors, Connor Beeler and Ben Beckman, who are Nebraska Extension Educators. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having us on here. Glad to be here, Aaron. Uh, guys, over the next several weeks, we're going to be seeing some of frost occur in much parts of the state. And with frost occurs some risk, specifically for those who are grazing sorghums. Uh, when sorghums frosted, it can create some potential toxic issues for cattle that are grazing. Highlight for us what are some key things producers need to be thinking about and what are some management practices that they could put in place to minimize risk. Yeah, so uh, along with sorghums, uh, there's also, uh, you know, other uh, forages such as sedan grasses that, that we'll see this in. But uh, the ones that you'll see it in the most are things such as sorghums or sorghum sedans. So kind of to add, add to that, Aaron, all of those are in what we kind of characterize as the, the sorghum family. And so they all produce a uh, compound that is usually tied up in the cell. Um, but when we get a freeze event like this, those ice crystals that form um, basically make that uh, compound more readily available to the rumen. And so if we have animals that um, eat, you know, these forages right after we've had a freeze event and these um, cells have ruptured and um, this compound is uh, more easily obtainable and, and more, um, you know, readily available to the rumen, um, that's where we get this um, it's actually a cyanide compound called prussic acid um, that can build up to toxic levels um, and, and can really cause us some issues. And so that's where um, whenever we're grazing one of our, our sorghum species, whether that's a, a straight sedan grass, sorghum sedan hybrids, um, sudex, uh, you know, your forage sorghums or a, a regular, you know, grain sorghum, the, those are all species that have this risk. And so the, the safest way to deal with it is to actually just pull the animals for a number of days. Um, you know, we recommend at least five days pulling those animals off, letting those prussic acid compounds kind of dissipate out. They turn to a gas and, and will um, leave the plant and, and not be an issue anymore. Um, so that way we're not have any risk of ingesting those um, and, and causing issues with our animals. One of the things I frequently get questions around this time of year is just sometimes a little bit of confusion around understanding the difference between prussic acid poisoning and nitrate poisoning. Uh, just clarify for us a little bit how those two things differ. Uh, prussic acid obviously breaks down and dissipate. Nitrates are not the same kind of thing. Uh, give us some perspective on understanding the difference between the two. I, the big difference is exactly what you mentioned there, Aaron, that prussic acid is a, a cyanide compound. Um, and so when we have that rupturing of the cell wall, it's readily available, but it, it turns into a gas, it dissipates out. And um, after a period of time, we don't have to worry about it as much anymore. Um, nitrates are, are something that, you know, as the plant is growing, it's uptaking nitrogen in order to support that growth. And whenever we have a slowing of the growth, whether that's through drought, um, you know, cool temperatures and, and freezes can actually start to accumulate nitrates as well. Um, because the plant's just not actively growing, but the roots are still uptaking that nitrate. 
and, and nitrogen in order to um, potentially grow later on um, until the actual plant dies off. So those accumulate, but they accumulate lower down um, in the plant. So where we have to be concerned for our risk is, is actually in, in different spots. For prussic acid, um, it's going to be usually towards the top of the plant where we have frost damage. Um, and for nitrates, it's going to be lower on in, especially in a lot of our grasses, lower on in the stem portion of the plant where that's going to build up to, to really high toxic levels. So they're both things that, that we need to keep an eye on and um, graze or, or harvest accordingly. Um, but like you said, that nitrate's not going to go anywhere once it's stored in the base of that plant. So um, if we're grazing, we need to make sure that we're not grazing too low, um, you know, leave the lower two thirds of the plant. Or if we're doing anything like hay harvest or, or you know, ensiling that plant, um, making sure that we're testing and, and feeding out appropriately um, if we do have an issue with high nitrates. Um, whereas the prussic acid, if we hay that or, or we ensile it, um, we usually don't have an issue to worry about. One of the things I think it's also important to remember is that initial frost event, if it's just a light frost, after we've let those animals off that for a few days, we can actually start to see some regrowth or new growth from the base of the plant. And that actually new succulent growth can be a pretty dangerous source of potential uh, for prussic acid. Share a little more about why we should be paying attention with that and why can a light freeze actually result in something that could be a problem a, a couple of weeks later. So for those, those new shoots, Aaron, um, that's where, uh, basically we're looking at concentrations in um, where we have higher concentration, we have higher risk. And so, especially with prussic acid, new shoots are just going to have a, a higher natural concentration of those compounds that, that break down to form prussic acid. And so um, anytime that we're grazing any of those sorghum species, um, even when we've got initial growth on it, that's something that, that we had to be concerned about. And we wanted to make sure that we got at least a, a good foot and a half of growth on most of those species before we actually go out and graze. Um, and so when we have those light frosts and then the plant decides that it wants to sucker out and, and start some regrowth, um, that's just new growth. Again, we've got really high concentrations. And so we need to make sure that we're not, um, having animals select for that new growth where it's going to be really, you know, uh, probably high quality forage, but where those prussic acid, uh, compounds are going to be most concentrated. So we need to make sure that that new growth reaches heights of a, at least, I'd say, um, you know, 15 to 18 inches for, for sedan grass. Um, we want probably around 18 to 20 inches in our forage sorghum species, um, just because sedan grass naturally has a little bit less prussic acid uh, concentrations in it naturally than our um, forage sorghum species. But um, it really gives us a high risk than if we get a frost and some of those uh, new shoots are damaged then um, on top of already being high in, in concentration. Now we make these, um, you know, prussic acid compounds really mobile again, and, and we can really run into some issues pretty fast. One of the questions I also get asked oftentimes is, hey, I don't have any place else to go with these cattle. What are some options for me? And so, you know, one thing I would mention is that if you have quite a bit of sorghum sedan ahead of you, you don't have a really another good place to go. Windrowing that crop here uh, ahead of a, a anticipated frost, or at least a part of the field, and maybe uh, isolating those cattle to that part of the field where you've windrowed. When you windrow that forage and it begins to dry down, you also eliminate the prussic acid risk. So 
That can be an option as well as a way to stretch some forage if you have that available and don't really have another place to go with those cattle. I, I think that's a great option, Aaron. And um, one, one thing, just especially if we're on the eastern side of the state where we've got a little bit higher moisture, um, if we are considering doing that, making sure that we get that windrow up off the ground, um, we get enough air flow through it. And luckily we've had some warmer temperatures so we can get that dried down and cured. Um, but we want to make sure that that windrow is not going to um, start molding and deteriorating when we don't have the intense sun and heat that we normally do during the, the summer period. Um, but that's a, that's a really great option because, you know, like we mentioned earlier, anytime we hay or, you know, put it up for silage or something like that, even just um, that prussic acid is going to dissipate out um, and, you know, turn into a gas and, and volatilize. So we don't have to worry about it after a period of time. Now, that doesn't work again if we've got those nitrate issues. So that's that's a whole other thing that we need to, to keep into consideration there, though. Yeah, and I think as we think about sorghum plants, if they're very tall, you know, a majority of their nutrient value is above a foot or above that, maybe uh, 10 inches. And so raising your cutter bar, uh, specifically if you're wanting to get a little more height on the windrow to get it uh, raised up off the ground. And also if there is any potential nitrate issues, they tend to be concentrated in the bottom part of the plant. And so raising your cutter bar just helps you out there as well. One other thing, I, I guess we've, we've thrown out that, you know, five day timer, um, iron when we have a frost event. Um, but it's really important for everyone to realize too, that when we have these light frosts early on in the season and the entire plant hasn't been killed, um, every time that we have a new frost and the new part of that plant, um, gets damaged by frost, we have to reset that five day timer. Um, so that's just a, another thing to keep in the back of our mind. And it can, um, really kind of be a pain, uh, as our frosts are spaced out sometimes and, oh, we've gone four days and all of a sudden we get another cool night and we get another frost event again. But, um, every time we get a new part of that plant that gets damaged, um, we open ourselves up to prussic acid risk again. So, um, we need to keep that in mind as we're grazing as well, that, that five-day timer isn't just a set timer. It's every single time we have a new frost and a new part of the plant that gets damaged until the entire plant gets killed off. Ben, Connor, anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight in our conversation today? I would just say uh, don't don't let uh, this deter you. Um, sorghums and sedan grasses uh, can provide great forage sources. Um, and as, as Ben lightly uh, touched on, you know, prussic acid di dissipates once the plants die. So um, utilizing it as a, a hay source or ensiling it can be another good option along with windrowing it as well. And I would throw on top of that, you know, if it great or late season grazing is, is something that um, you want to have as part of your operation, keeping this in mind going forward, either um, just being okay with this natural cycle, if we're using some of these sorghum species, um, or selecting a different species, you know, some of our uh, foxtail and pearl millet don't have that prussic acid risk. Um, so they can be grazed later on in the year and, and we don't have to worry about the prussic acid. We still have to keep an eye out for the nitrates, but you know, in the future, if that's something that we know we're going to be doing again next year and we don't want to have to worry about it, um, selecting one of those species might be an option to just uh, free up a little bit more of our time and, and make the management easier. Connor, Ben, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you, Aaron. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find this article titled Safely Grazing Frosted Sorghums.